is going on guys? What is going on guys? There we go. I want to welcome you all to the 18th episode of the Paramount Podcast. Guys, I am your host, Thomas Michael Terra of the most underrated relationship lifestyle podcast on earth, guys. The Paramount Podcast is all about being, becoming the carpenter of your life, guys. I'm currently sitting at 188.4 pounds of nails and wood and everything that is good, you guys. Guys, if you haven't checked out the latest Tominator IGTV educational series on Instagram, guys, check that out. I'm giving you guys all the knowledge that you need in education to get jacked and shredded or whatever it is. You want that booty, you want those wide shoulders, you want that six pack, guys. I'm setting it all by example. You see that on my day to day. Get in the app with me. You're gonna to wanna to make this investment in your life to change your life forever. Become not someone new, but who you were meant to be, guys. Today's date is Sunday, September 15th, which means it is the dichotomy of Sundays, you guys, where we have the energy of the past week of the reflective energy running into the momentous energy of the week to come, and it just makes for good fucking podcast. Listener discretion is advised on this podcast, you guys, because this is something that I am passionate about, and this is something that I feel like a lot of people are struggling with, about, with, about, and, uh, I'm probably going to get a little bit emotional, I'm not going to lie. So, listener discretion is advised. Guys, we are currently sitting at 1,092 listens over 22 countries, guys. We're almost at 1,100 listens. Much love to everyone that's supporting the Paramount Podcast. Please rate and review this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And let's get into it, guys. Okay. Guys, today's topic is the algorithm of dating. You're going to want to get a pen and a paper and this is going to be some heavy ass note taking, some heavy ass self-reflection, some being honest with yourself. If you're being fake around people, but most importantly, are you being fake with yourself? Okay. First off, I want to recognize a good friend of mine on the IGs. Her name is Camilla uh, for inspiring today's topic. Guys, when I ask you on your feedback on these episodes and what you guys want to talk about next, I take that shit seriously. I take that to heart and I give you guys the recognition where it is deserved. And I appreciate you guys telling me all this information, giving me all this feedback because it allows me, it makes, makes me better. It allows me to bring you guys what you want. Okay. But actually a lot of people have been asking me about this, uh, very similar topic. Um, you know, I've also got a couple ideas from a YouTube channel, uh, video called, uh, channel, sorry, called question the rules. Check that video out. It's very good. Uh, it's basically about on modern dating and everything guys, but obviously today is going to be with a little bit of a paramount twist or a lot of it because basically I have been dating for the past 15 years. Yes. 15 years. My very first long-term relationship, I was 18, 17, 18. Uh, before that, I did have a girlfriend in high school for maybe a year. I'm not sure. It's been a while. Um, guys, I was 18. And when I was 18, my relationship lasted over three years. Okay, so, and I've had uh, basically two long-term relationships that have lasted three and a half years each at different stages in my life. Um, and I'm just, I have, I feel like I have a lot of reflection and um, experience in the dating game in the past 15 plus years, guys. I'm starting to feel like Will Smith and Hitch. But truthfully, if you combine 
Will Smith's character Hitch, say with like Mike Lowry from the Bad Boys series, guys, that is me. With a little dash of the LL Cool J because I can't seem to keep my tongue in my mouth. <laughs> if anyone's an LL fan, you guys know what that's about. But anyways, let's get into it, guys. In no particular order of importance because they are of all equal importance, guys. So, number one, but not number one, the things that I see, we are trying to find lovers to fit into our current life, okay? When it's us that needs changing, guys. When something is not working in our life, in our relationships, in our work, etc., right away, right away, we just try and change the job, change the partner, right? We think that it's them or the job or the person, and sometimes it is, okay? But most of the time, when there's issues that arise in our life, it is us. And even if it isn't us, there's always something that we can change about ourselves or the way that we react to the situation because it happened for us and not to us, as they say, right? As Ed Milet says, as many people do say. Um, I think it was Sean Stevenson. I believe he just passed away a few weeks ago. I believe that's his last name. Um, if anyone knows of him, you know he preached that shit daily that it happened to him, not for him. And guys, he has been through a lot tougher things than the majority of people in this life. And he had continued to motivate and inspire people. I believe it's Sean Stevenson. Correct me if I'm wrong, but check him out. Just Google him. He is unbelievable human. Guys, we need to look at ourselves, okay? When a relationship's not working, do we blame them? Do we change the person? Do we, keep, do we just keep changing and changing and changing the person until we find one that fits our life? Or do we need to change our life? Maybe you need to move to a different city. Um, maybe you need to take up new hobbies. Maybe you need to change your way of thinking. Read a book. Go inside yourself. You know, 99.9, actually I'm going to say 100% of the time, it's not the external that needs changing. It's the internal. And when you change the internal, the, in, the internal... The external is what changes, okay? Don't allow the internal to be influenced by the external. It should be the other way around. Number two, but not number two, trust in the universe, guys, and let go of control with relationships, okay? When we focus on changing ourselves for the better and improve our shortcomings, we naturally are less flexible on finding love or dating because we have a purpose now, right? We have our reasons, you guys, that pull us and we are focused on working on ourselves, okay? So we're less likely to be worried or fixated about trying to find somebody because we are working and bettering ourselves, okay? And when we do that, we're not worried about trying to find someone. We just have a feeling of trust that someone's going to come along you know, when we are doing what makes us happy, okay? When, when you know on some level that because you are bettering yourself, you know you're adding value to yourself, which means you will have more value to give when those people come along in your life, period, period. You add more value to yourself, you can add more value to people. It's, it's that simple, okay? Are you coming from a place of abundance? When you are coming from a place of abundance, you can just naturally give more, do more, sleep less hours, okay? Plain and simple. Number three, 
but not number three. When you don't work on, when we don't work on ourselves, we deteriorate, guys, and we just wallow in our own sorrows and feel sorry for ourselves. And it is what it is. And I hate that term. I hate that phrase. It is what it is. It is complete bullshit, and it's a cop out. And I fucking hate it. Hate it. Don't ever say that around me. It's complete bullshit. Um, you know, maybe we're just content in acceptance of not adding more value or growth to our life. So, you know, then, you be, then we become paranoid, guys, that we'll never find anyone, that no one will ever fall in love with us or fall for us because we're coming from a place, a, from a place, from a place of scarcity, guys, a place of not being good enough, okay? So I want to make this very, very clear. I want to hammer this into your brain to be clear when we are not adding value to ourselves as human beings we do not have if we do not value ourselves guys if we're not adding value to ourselves as a as a being we don't value ourselves enough to give ourselves the best possible life that we can if we can't even do that for ourselves what makes us think we can give that to a partner the same. We can't. You can't. If you can't give it to yourself, what makes you think you're gonna, you can give it to somebody else? And if you are, it's coming from scarcity and it's, you're putting your happiness in them and if they decide to leave, which they will because it's insecure and from where you're coming from is not a secure place because you are not working on yourself, then once they go, so does the happiness. Guys, if you're not working on yourself, bringing yourself value, you cannot give value to other people. Period. Plain and simple. Zero. None. Okay? Guys, and I'm not preaching at you. I want to thank you guys for listening and, and allowing me to write this stuff out and think about this stuff and reflect this stuff because it helps me get through my shit. And in turn, it's brainwashing myself as well to be the best version of myself, to put myself forward, to push myself, and then in turn I can give value and help people with my natural gifts as I discover them and helping people achieve their best selves and whatever those gifts are, you guys. It is impossible to bring value or lasting value into loved one's lives when you can't even do it for yourself, okay? The paranoia, the paranoia, guys, it comes from, it comes from knowing deep down if you ever want to be with us and therefore it causes us to become fixated on finding that mate, guys. Sorry, I did that, I think that made sense. Guys, the paranoia of being, say, single forever, the paranoia of being worried that you're going to be single forever, you're going to die alone, um, it comes from deep down knowing that nobody's going to want to be with you because you don't even value yourself and you don't even work on yourself. So who would want to be with that type of a person except for another person that doesn't want to work on themselves and doesn't value themselves enough to be on themselves, okay? And that's fine, but you're going to get too basically insecure, emotionally detached, emotionally weak, emotionally sick people 
basically thriving off of each other's mental weaknesses, insecurities, and that is not a healthy situation for anybody to be in, and that is not going to last forever. You know, if we keep trying to talk ourselves out of, out of things, guys, if you keep trying to talk yourself Sorry, if you keep trying to talk yourself into things, like, you know, I should get on a better diet, I should start eating better, I should start going to the gym, I should start saving more money, I should start adding just value in my life, I should start going out more and socializing, I should start making friends, I should be pushing myself to make friends, I should be trying new things. If you keep finding yourself, that little voice in your head, if you keep finding that you keep telling yourself that you need to be doing these things, you already know the answer. You already know the answer, the thing that you should be doing or not doing. Guys, when somebody comes to you and they're like, do you think that I should, uh, do you think that I should do this or should I not do this? They already know the answer. You already know the answer. We already know the answer when we do that. We need to quit bullshitting and lying to ourselves and be aware that when we are, know that we're trying to talk ourselves out of some shit that we just need to put action forward, sickening, deliberate action, and do it. And you think, what does this all have to do with dating? You cannot be in a healthy relationship if you are not healthy yourself, plain and simple, in all areas. It, it will inevitably fall apart, or if not, it'll just be basically a dead-end relationship that goes nowhere, okay? Number five, but not number five, guys, another issue I see is that I think, you know, some people get caught up in thinking that it's successful to be in a relationship, okay? Like it's a goal or a version of success if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or if you have a fiance or if you're married or have a husband and wife, like, oh, oh, I'm successful now. I'm successful. I can relax now because I have a wife, because I have a husband. I think it, it's confused because in, as people get older, Married people or people in uh, relationships, say people around my age, 30, I'm 33 now. So, no, you know, I, people in friend groups are like that or family members who are in relationships or have been married for a while or are always trying to set you up with people or trying to, I don't know, like they think that you need to be in a relationship. Um, and I think sometimes we think that it's like successful to be in a relationship. But you know, when you think about it, like you think about like politicians and things like that, um, or even in some celebrity, definitely in celebrity things, we'll get into that one a bit further later down the, uh, in this episode. But, um, you know, there's this stereotype behind like, oh, the perfect, like the family man, you know, the family man, the wife, the kids, the family man. It's like successful to be the family man. It's successful to be in a relationship, which it is if you're in a healthy one. It's success if you found love and it's healthy and thriving and constantly changing for the better and getting stronger and getting deeper. That is success. That is wealth, okay, in all areas. But don't get into a relationship because you feel like it's like a form of success or like a goal. I already went into that in another episode. Would you rather be loved like it's a goal or like it's a hobby? You know, we do hobbies when... Um, we just kind of feel like it or when the mood strikes, or when the passion strikes, right? We do hobbies. Is that how you want to be loved? Is that how you want your partner to love you? Is that how you want to love somebody? Or do you want it to be like a complete fucking obsession? You choose. 
there is no when you love somebody like in a form of success, acquiring success or like a goal or a version of success, there's no passion, guys. It's completely removed. It becomes more like an object, more like a, an external object. Just like I said, love. Love like a goal, not, a, not an obsession. Uh, that comes from actually a friend of mine on the IG known as, I might not say her name correctly, but it's jo Johanna. <laughs> we were discussing this in some DMs because she was giving me my feedback as I, as I asked you guys to and she that was something that we were discussing that people think that it's like it's almost successful to be in a relationship which is crazy if that's the reason that you're doing it for number six but not number six guys getting back into it we have to keep opening up no matter what over and 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 over again it's the only way it's the only way to learn it's what life is it's what love is it's learning i don't think know why people think that they should just be loved for who they are okay if you're not working on yourself what makes you think if you're not working on yourself, you don't love yourself, why should somebody love you if you don't even love yourself? You see this in movies and everything. You see like this fairy tale love where I think people just want to be loved for who they are. But if you're doing nothing and you're contributing nothing to society and you're not helping anybody and you don't love yourself, why should anybody love you for being that version of yourself? It's not that you're not an amazing person or that you need to change, you need to find out who you are, who, who you have been at this entire time. To get better, you don't change and search external things to learn. You go inside and you figure out what's been there the entire time, guys. Find out who that amazing person is, and then when you become that amazing person, then someone can love you for who you are, but no one can love you for the insecure person that you are currently, if you are, because who would want that? Except for, like I said, another insecure person, which will not work eventually. Guys, I have another good friend of mine. Her name is Talini, all the way in Oz. And we were speaking on the DMs, and she said that I have talked so much about Tinder and online dating and social media uh, and Bumble, I guess, social media, stuff like that, that she has decided to get back onto online dating. Now, she's not on Tinder, but she is on Bumble, I believe. And she is back on the online dating because of the things that I have been saying on here. Because she's realizing that she's not a victim of the online dating anymore. That she is in control. That she makes it what she wants it to be. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Number seven. So much easier to hold on than it is to let go. Okay, guys. Holding on to toxic or dead-end relationships for fear of being single or losing your identity with that person when they go, or holding on to the single life for a fear of opening up as well, guys. Holding on to, in a relationship to a partner that's no good for you is no better than holding on to the single life for fear of opening up, okay? It's no different. Holding on is a lot easier than letting go. Sustaining what we have, even if it's shit, is a lot better than letting it go and losing something. Human beings don't like the loss. That's the whole point of why a lot of us don't take risks and don't get out of our comfort zone because the fear of losing what it is you already have. But I've already went into this, guys. 
You can have the, everything in your life that you have created up until this point is based on every single decision that you have made up until this point. So you are basically the carpenter of your current situation, okay? So if you take a risk, a financial risk, a job risk, a love risk, or whatever, I would guarantee you 100% because every decision you made got you to the life that you are at now, that if you moved countries, got a different job, went and taught English in another country or something, and it didn't work out for whatever reason, and you wanted to come back to where you are right now, I guarantee you 100% you could get back to that exact life you have right now while you're listening to this right now, 100% within, I don't know, two months, three months, you could find another job that would be basically pays the same, probably even within the same realm of business. But that's another podcast. We got another tangent. We're trying to keep the main thing, the main thing here, you guys. But they're all fears. Toxic of holding on to the toxic relationship or... Sorry, not toxic. It's much easier to hold on to the toxic relationship and or holding on to the single life when you know you should be breaking up and working on yourself or you know that you should start getting out and being more social and stop playing victim as well. They are all fears. Guys, we shouldn't beat ourselves up. You just need to recognize and be aware of this, okay? And the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I've been through all of this shit. I have been through all of this shit. I have been through multiple long-term relationships. I have been through relationship uh, times when I have been in toxic relationships that uh, far too long. I have been, I have been afraid to open up and I have opened up and it hadn't worked out for whatever reasons because of logistics and traveling or whatever. And I've met some beautiful, beautiful women and I have been hurt when I've had to leave or they had to leave or it didn't work out as well. But you got to keep opening up over and over and over and over and over and over. You have to. It is the only, only way. Get back into it when you are ready. Just make sure that you're not procrastinating and making excuses, okay? Guys, number eight, but not number eight. This is a big one, okay? You need to get back. You shouldn't just jump out of a relationship and get back into it. We've already been through this in another podcast, the four different people. You're the person you are before a relationship, the person you are during, the person you are after, and then the person that you are becoming. Every relationship you go into, you transition through four different people, four different identities, four different versions of yourself. So make sure that you go through those. But... Also make sure when you are that you're not procrastinating. You should still be socializing through all of those versions. This is a big one, you guys. Number eight, not number eight. Don't wait until you think you have worked on yourself long enough. Okay? And then you can get back into dating. I see this a lot in the fitness industry. Guys, I mean, obviously I relate a lot back to fitness and health because that's what I am obsessed with. But I see a lot of people are like, no... I need to work out at home first before I go to the gym because I'm not ready for the gym, which I totally get. As long as you're working out and you're working on yourself and you're eating right, perfectly fine to do the at-home at home workouts, perfectly fine. I have people on the My Transformation app doing the at-home workouts and losing pounds, guys, every week. But don't let that be the point to where... like. Don't let, the, let it ever be the point to where, well, when can you ever go to the gym? Because in all honesty, the environment in a lot of places are better. Gym environments as a whole are getting better. It's just an establishment of health. 
and of being better and treating yourself better. And you're going to want to get to this gym because there's just better equipment as well and more knowledge there. You start seeing people doing things. You start wondering about things. You start seeing people's physiques. And you shouldn't necessarily compare yourself to someone. You shouldn't compare your day one in the gym to someone's day 100 or day 1,000. But you might inquire as to why or what the things that they are doing, right? It's all about experience. Experience comes through wisdom. You can read all you want about exercise, but if you don't do it, you don't get the experience of it. You don't get the wisdom. Guys, make sure that you do not hold yourself back by always telling yourself, I'll, get, I'll go out and socialize when I lose another 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40, whatever, five pounds, whatever it is. No, no. You need to get out and socialize as you're doing these things. As you are doing these things. Sometimes might be more than others, you know, we have to, sometimes you have to buckle down and grind, but do not make sure, recognize you're using that as an excuse. Number nine is one of the most important guys, but not number nine, could be number one, serious, serious. We need to know what we want. We need to set boundaries, 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 boundaries. This could probably be number one, guys, probably be number one. You need to set boundaries on the way that you are being treated, the behavior of these people in the apps, in the online dating, in person, when you go for a day one, a coffee date, a day two, a day three, a day four, when you're getting sexually uh, intimate with somebody, set boundaries, set boundaries, set boundaries. They need to know what is okay with you, what is comfortable with you. You need to know what is okay with them, what is comfortable with them. You are fucking adults, you guys. You're adults. You need to have boundaries. Boundaries have reset respect, okay? If I have boundaries, if I go out with a girl, if I start dating, I remember uh, years ago, I was dating um, a young lady and we had kind of maybe like a first argument or something like that, right? And she started swearing. Now, you guys know I fucking swear all the time, but when it comes to swearing at somebody and swearing in vain, and especially in a partner setting, but not even, not even in a partner setting, like in any setting. I'm all about fucking swearing. I love to fucking swear. I grew up on the construction site, I swear. But when it comes to cursing and swearing at somebody directly, I have zero tolerance, zero tolerance, zero tolerance, and especially in a relationship. And the first time that happened, I shut that shit down. And I said, if you're gonna wanna talk like that, this relationship is over right now. It is not going to go any further. It is done. That will not be tolerated. None. None. Because it's only going to get worse. She's going to continue to do it. Then I'll, then I'll start doing it. Then the name calling is going to come out. Bitch is going to come out. Dickhead's going to come out. Fucking, it's never ending and it's not okay. And then if you have children and they see that, it's not okay. It is not okay. For me, that's my boundary. It is not okay. And that never happened ever again. That's how strong that boundary is, okay? Fuck, that should be number one probably. Number 10, but not number 10, guys. I don't know why I number these. I just kind of fucking try and number them to keep some shit in order, guys. We want to adopt a serendipitous nature to dating to where we are open but not attached to the outcome. 
okay? Just offering value and good emotions. Only a secure person can do this. Only a secure person can offer, offer all this value and not have expectations. They have a serendipitous nature about it. Now, you can have a people pleaser who can offer and offer and offer and offer and offer all this shit, but I bet you, I bet you that they care a fuck of a lot about what they're gonna get in return. Guaranteed, because they're insecure and they're trying to people please. And the difference between that and someone who's secure is that you're so secure with yourself you have so much value in yourself. You're just bringing value and good emotions and no judgments to the situation, to every situation, even if it's not dating, friends, family, business, career, it doesn't matter. But you cannot do it if you're not bettering yourself. If you're not bettering, bettering yourself, you're gonna have insecurities and insecure people cannot bring value without expecting an outcome. An emotionally unavailable emotionally challenged person will not find an emotionally mature, attractive person, plain and simple, guys. Now, someone who is emotionally unavailable, nine times out of 10, I would say, they might find somebody who's emotionally matured, attractive, but they won't really resonate on the same level of understanding, guys. It won't be on the same frequency, the vibration, energy, the consciousness level, energy, or whatever you wanna call it, period. It, they just won't resonate, the rapport won't be there. An emotionally ignorant person will only generally find another emotionally unavailable detached partner because they will build some kind of an insecure sick rapport between the two of them. Because why, you ask? I have said this so many times, guys, that the number one human need is to be understood emotionally. The number one human need is to be understood. And an emotionally healthy person will not, will not resonate with an emotional, unavailable person because neither of them will feel understood, period. Period. There will be zero connection. There will be zero understanding. There will be zero rapport. Insecurity and low self-esteem love insecure and low self-esteem people, period. Because they get each other confident and secure and abundance, high self-esteem attract the same types of people. Frequencies, energies, consciousness, whatever. Plain and simple. It is, really is, what you put out is what you get, 100%, okay? Now, don't get it fucking twisted. Faking and pretending to put out love, happiness, and good emotions from an origin of scarcity or insecurity of not being good enough, basically, is not the same as someone thriving and putting time into themselves emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically coming from the origin and foundation of self-built abundance is not the same thing, okay? They're faking it. What's, the, um, what's that saying about faking passion? Something like, uh, you know, you can fake it all you want, but as soon as someone walks in the room with real passion, they will fucking embarrass you. <laughs> like, how true is that? How true? <laughs> like, 
fuck. Some final thoughts for you guys. We're going to kind of try and wrap this up. It's a gorgeous day outside. I got to get outside, get some vitamin D. Guys, final thoughts. So, you ask me. So, you want to know the Tinder algorithm, eh? Do you? How do I manage to find quality friendships and romance and chemistry through a superficial dating app? How do I do it? It's complete bullshit. Like, Thomas just must be, like... Oh, it's, I mean, it's Thomas. He's got to be, oh, he's got the looks. He's got this and that. Fuck that. I grew up in high school, basically until grade 11. I don't know. I would say I, I viewed myself as fat, okay? Grade 11 to grade 12, summer, I cut out all junk food and everything. I basically came back into grade 12, I don't know, 50 pounds lighter. And then all of a sudden I was getting more attention from girls. So now, what does that do? It kind of reinforces me seeing that, oh, the external is what's important, right? And that's a sick place to get into as well. You do not want to be there either, okay? It's not my looks. The looks that I didn't, that I fucking hated for the first, what, 18 years of my life? No. In a way, I kind of went into this in some other episodes, but because I felt ugly and fat on the outside growing up all the way through high school, guys, it caused me to basically cultivate all of the inner shit, all the stuff. I tried to be the jock at high school. I tried to be the funny guy. I tried to be the guy who had all the fucking latest, sweetest music, the guy who had like the freshest hair and the freshest clothes and the freshest fucking hair products, none of that gel shit. I didn't have that gel, I had that fiber. <laughs> Guys, and it caused me to cultivate the inside because I hated the outside. And getting into the modeling industry is even more based on only external. And I can get into this in another episode, but I just gave you the top 10 things that we all need to be working on. The only difference is between me meeting quality women and not, uh, sorry, the only difference between me meeting quality women and not is that I know what I want. I'm very clear and very, very honest from the beginning. I have boundaries. What's okay, what's not okay. I work on myself, I wouldn't even say daily, I'd say every fucking second. At this point, I'm relentless. I am obsessed at it. And I only add value. When I say I work on myself, I'm adding value to myself. Adding, 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 adding value. I'm not beating myself down and stripping shit away. You're never going to change who you are. You're always going to be the same person at the core. And you should be. You shouldn't want to change. You need to find out who you have always been. And you should be adding things to yourself. Not necessarily removing things and stripping them away. Another important thing is I identify red flags immediately, immediately. And I filter through what I'm looking for, immediately. Like, what's this six months of bullshit? Like, what's this bullshit six months later? Like, oh, now, oh, now I see the red flags. I don't know how I never saw any of this shit before. What the fuck is that? That's complete bullshit. You were just in denial for six months. We were just in denial. Like, it's complete bullshit. Like, why did you go out in the first place then? Maybe you just didn't want to be alone. Uh, maybe we hate being with ourselves and we can't be with our own thoughts. Maybe we were just bored. 
because maybe we feel like we have no value because we add none to ourselves. Maybe you just went out for a drink. Maybe you wanted to go for a free meal or a free drink. That's why we look past these red flags and then six months later we're like, yeah, the fucking guy cheated on me or the fucking girl cheated on me because girls cheat too, ladies. And it's like, oh, how did I see all this shit? Because he didn't want to. Because he didn't want to. I can go out with a young lady, with a woman, I can go out with anyone, basically, and tell, point out red flags for me. I think in general, there's a lot of uh, common in general red flags, but there might be some other ones that are just like zero. Like, you know, if you grew up with, if you grew up with say, I don't know, an alcoholic father or someone with um, substance abuse of some kind, maybe you don't want a partner that drinks at all. Maybe you don't want a partner that smokes any weed or anything. You know, maybe you don't want a partner that smokes cigarettes. And maybe the next person won't care because they just, it, to them, they never grew up with that. They never was, were exposed to maybe substance abuse of a parent. So maybe it's okay if someone smokes weed recreationally or has a cigarette when they drink. That's fine. But someone else, that might be a red flag. You need to identify what your red flags are. And when you see them, you need to have those boundaries. You need to stick to them. And you make them, need to make those boundaries clear from the beginning so that you don't have a cognitive dissonance. You need to talk. There's nothing worse than in a relationship to where each partner thinks they know what the other partner is thinking and wanting and needing, but actually they don't because neither of them really speak the truth or set boundaries. <laughs> what is worse than that? Nothing. Like, nothing. It's crazy to think. Like, it is just absolutely, that is the separator, guys. Red flags and boundaries. That could be number one, number one, number one, number one. It is crazy. It is absolutely crazy to think that I'm going to just sit back and be a victim and say, oh, well, Tinder is shit. And the modern, and the, and the modern dating game is just a waste of time. So I'm going to just date shallow, talk uh, insecure people, get in toxic relationships because, you know, that's just what's available. That's just what's out there. I'm giving up on dating. I'm giving up on dating and on love. It's bullshit. You're giving up on yourself. Hold yourself accountable. You're bringing these people into your life. I ask you, does, does that sound like me? Like you guys, for you guys that are listening to me, and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal to be clear, I have been in all of these situations and I still gotta pull myself out of them. I'm always learning too. I'm always, I play victim, you guys. I don't walk around crushing shit all the time. I have bad days, fuck but I snap out of it a lot quicker. I don't go into a one week binge, two week binge, three, four week, one month binge. I get back on it, I call it out, I cut it, I scratch it. When I notice I'm starting to feel sorry for myself, sometimes it takes a bit longer when I'm playing victim, depending on what's affected me because we all are more strongly affected by certain things subjectively. But does that, overall, does that sound like me? Does it sound like I'm just gonna succumb to the shitty fucking dating world because that's just the way that it is? I would have to be out of my fucking mind to think that I'm going to succumb to this wasteland dark side of dating because it just is what it is. It's just shit out there and I'm just gonna give up. No. 
It just is what it is. We already went over this. I absolutely hate that phrase. I loathe that phrase. Don't even get me started. It is what it is. Fuck. This entire podcast episode is that's what this is about. That it's not is what it is. It is what you fucking make it. What I make it. Also, if you think, because I've heard this too, if you think that I have some secret pool of available goddesses of women to choose from, you are absolutely delusional. Delusional. It is the same pool. The exact same pool. I don't have any more abundant, high-quality women to pick from. The fuck is... I'm... I'm building quality in myself. If anything, as you work on yourself, not if anything, 100% true. As you work on yourself, the pool gets smaller, less people to resonate with because your consciousness level rises up. You're coming from abundance. Less people that are going to resonate with that shit. Your pool becomes smaller. It becomes harder to date. But does that mean you're just going to give up working on yourself? No. Seriously. Fuck. Ladies, I got to make this clear also. Because I hear a lot of you saying, you know, you like, I got to make this clear. You think that I don't get women on Tinder or IG or Facebook or all any on all social media that are just looking to fuck. You think that I don't get that. You think that it's only the ladies that get fucking dick pics. I get fucking dick pics, or fucking, I do get dick pics, actually. Guys, I get pics of everything. Pics of their everything, of all ages, okay? From women older than your mother, even gay men send me fucking pictures, dick pics, or whatever the fuck you can only imagine in my DMs. You ain't the only one who gets dick pics. It's legit. People have no shame from behind the protection of the screen. No shame. And you hear people complaining about how superficial today is. Just another excuse. Just another excuse. The human race has always been superficial. If you think before the internet, people didn't walk around the street, before we had the cell phones in our hands, you think people didn't walk around the street fucking judging people on what they saw on the outside, you are mistaken. Okay? Before the internet. It's just, we've always been superficial in society. It's just now we have platforms to amplify it. It's all still the same. It's not Tinder, nor dating to why you can't find love or why you are lonely. It's you. Nothing external will ever bring you eternal fulfillment, happiness forever. Nothing. Marriage, children, nothing. People get married and divorced every day. Oh, I've heard, oh, but I, 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 I want to have children. Children will make you happy. Children will make you happy? Sure. Have children. Then what? Even if they bring you happiness for the 18 years that they're at home, which I highly doubt for those 18 years of raising them, 
you're going to be happy as fuck because the whole reason you had them to begin with was wrong for your happiness, then what? What happens when they leave? What happens 18 years when they leave? What if you're divorced or never married? Well, now all of your happiness just left you, just left the nest in your children, 18 years. Say you never, say you never got married or say you're divorced at that point. I mean, probably likely because if you got, if you wanted children to make you happy, then likely you got married to make you happy, which you shouldn't have done that either. And might be a good chance you're a divorce or in a bad marriage. And then what? All of your happiness just left. And now you're what? 50, 55, 60. What's worse than being unhappy at 20, 25, 30? Probably being unhappy at 50 or 60 or 65. What do you think? Oh, but now what? Grandbabies? Fuck, please. If your children have babies, if they even want babies, and you know, hopefully they can have babies because some people also cannot, then what? You're putting your happiness on grandbabies? What if they move away? What if they meet somebody? What if they move to a different country? Then what? Guys, it all comes from within. It all comes from within. Just because you wanted to be alone, didn't want to be alone, so you just filled the void in your life with a husband and children, that is not going to help you in the long run. That is not going to help you in the long run. How many people do you know that have been married and have children now and whatever, maybe the children are still at home or not at home anymore and they're not happy with their life? How many? So now your children left home and you're stuck with a partner that neither of you bring happiness to each other, to one another. So what's worse than that now? It all starts and ends with you, always. We were brought into this world alone. You're gonna die in this world alone. That's harsh truth. It starts and ends with you. Your happiness can only come from you, from inside, internally. This is why you can't find love. This is why anything, this is why or romance or chemistry or a quality guy or girl. Let me say that again. It's not Tinder. It's not the modern dating game or anything outside of you or anything external. It's you. Keep blaming the modern dating and you will forever be single. Forever. You'll die alone. Unhappy and never loved. Is that harsh? What heart, what's harsh is not building yourself, working on yourself and taking charge of your happiness. People think that they just need to, people just think that happiness should just be something that comes like being loved for who they are. It's just miseducation, you guys. You need to take ownership of your happiness, of your life, of your love. It's like anything in life. You need to build it, continually feed it, continually grow it. Take ownership of your life and for everything that happens in it. Do you know where true freedom comes from? It comes from complete ownership of everything in our lives, of everything. Even if you didn't directly cause the problem, it's your fault. Because when you make it your fault, it becomes your job to fix it. And if it's your job to fix it, then we have the power again. We have the control again over our lives. The ball is always in your fucking court when it's your fault and it's your job to fix it. 
What's more empowering than that? What, what? Nothing. Make Tinder what you want. Make dating what you want. Make your life what you want. Your career, your relationships, what you want. Be the carpenter of your life. Build it. There was a, there was a woman on the IG, another friend of mine, she had said this, I'm giving up on dating, I'm giving up on dating, I'm, it's just this and that, and she was playing the victim mindset. And I said, what is one thing that you have always wanted to do in your life that you have never done, that you have never made the time to do? What is that one thing? She said she wants to go to the Mediterranean. So that's it. That's what you gotta do. You wanna find love, you wanna be loved, you wanna be happy? You need to go to the Mediterranean. Well, I don't have the money. It's not about the Mediterranean. It's not about going to the Mediterranean, the destination. It's about the journey getting there. It's about saving the money. It's about finding the ways to save the money. It's about searching out places to stay in the Airbnb. Because then your frequency level is gonna raise up, your consciousness is gonna raise up, you're gonna be better in yourself moving forward because your reasons are pulling you you're going to come across other people and you might even go to the Mediterranean with a new love before you even got there. It's not about the Mediterranean. It's about the journey to the Mediterranean. Plain and simple. Don't beat yourself up, you guys. But you need to have positive reinforcement when you're making these steps. Little tiny victories, guys. Look, I admit, Tinder could do a better job of regulating. There's all kinds of cam girls on there. All kinds of girls that are like, swipe the fuck, uh, hit me up on this, swipe me on the Snapchat, or hit me up on this something something cam.com. Yeah, so when you put that in front of guys, it's like instant gratification, right? It's like porn. There's porn on Tinder. Now, you can choose to be affected by it or not. I don't know what it's like on the woman's side. I don't think there's cam guys. Maybe there's cam dudes. Maybe there's dudes that are like, hey, <laughs> fucking swipe right and you can, we can fucking cam up together and we can have like, I don't know, maybe there's fucking dude cams, dick cams. I have no idea. I admit Tinder could do better, but you can also um, report, I believe, these accounts and things as well. Guys, you know, I understand that a lot of guys just want to skip the romance and the flirting and they just want to get straight to the sex. And in all fairness, society has let men down. Big time. Big time. There's no education on it for men, guys. I think, I don't know what episode this was of the, of the podcast. Uh, episode, don't hate the player, hate the game unbelievable episode go and listen to that you will know why men are why the way we are why we have so much trouble expressing ourselves guys just go listen to that episode if you haven't listened to that episode it will explain it all as to what society has done to men but it is no excuse for any man no excuse any man listening it is no excuse to disrespect women or to treat them like a fad or a one-hit wonder or to not. Guys, you, we have to be honest. 
with what we're looking for right off the beginning. If, you're, if you honestly don't know, then say that. Say, I don't know what I'm looking for, but okay. And be clear on what you want. I don't know what I'm looking for, but and if you really don't know, then figure it out. Like now though, don't just say you don't know what you want and go on with your life. A few months go by, you just don't know what you want. Sit down and reflect, actually think about what you want right now. If you don't want anything serious, then say that. Nothing's wrong with that. You can have healthy, safe sex, casual sex. But if the other person doesn't want that, you need to be clear on that. And if they go against what they say, or they lied to you, then you have to straight them out, period, with the boundaries. Straight them out and get rid of them then. Girls, ladies, women, I want to make sure that you know that guys do get crushed too. Crushed. Absolutely crushed. Because now also with the social media and availability of more men out there, women are also not wanting to get in relationships as much either. And it's not necessarily helping some of the women who are looking for serious relationships. But you have to just keep working on yourself. We've already been through this and it will come along. Trust me, you need to be honest. Now, another thing, do you feel pressure that you always need to date up? Do you always need to be dating the hottest or richest guy? Like if you go to LA or something, um, I would bet that there's a dating culture there or trend or whatever, basically, that people date based on popularity, who's who, basically the hottest or the richest or the most connections or the most powerful and not necessarily actually what they want in a partner, guys. And it can be the same no matter what city you're living in on a smaller scale. Worrying about what people think about who you are dating for status. Are you doing that? Or are you dating someone that's right for you? Okay, now you need to realize like I said before, the more you level up, the smaller the pool will get. You need to use your intuition, okay? And how do you know? Well, you just gotta practice your intuition. It's a skill, okay? What was your guys' first impression of me? Was it right? Was it wrong? Was I arrogant? Was I confident? Was I what? What was your first impression of me? That's your intuition. Now, you also need to take more time to get to know somebody because I might come across, this is the first time someone listening to this podcast like, who the fuck is this guy telling like all this shit and who does he think he is? Uh, he's never been married in his life. He's never had kids. He's never this. He's never that. Maybe they think I'm just full of shit and I don't actually know what I'm talking about. Maybe I don't. Take it for what it's worth. You don't have to listen to the podcast. I appreciate everyone that does, but, because I'm trying to bring value, but what was your first impression of me? That's your intuition. Listen to your intuition. And then as you take more time to get to know somebody, listen to your intuition along the way. And those red flags should pop up if there is any. Don't always be in a rush to get to the next level. We're always about instant gratification now, guys. The more times that you abandon your gut or your intuition, the more likely you are to do it in the future, guys. You're building that subconscious, non-serving bad habit that I talked about in, the other, in a previous podcast. If a red flag comes up and you choose to ignore it, you're reinforcing that negative, bad 
subconscious habit in the mind that the next time that red flag comes up, you're more likely to ignore it. Same as if that same red flag comes up and you flag it and you bring it up and set the boundary, you're more likely in the future to set that boundary again the next time that red flag is raised. Guys, sometimes if you, it comes from a lot of things, but sometimes if you come up growing in our life uh, and people around us are stripping our intuition, it's hard to know what we're feeling, right? So if it's like, you're feeling like you shouldn't be doing something and someone's like, no, 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 it's fine. No, no, you don't want to do that. No, just go ahead and do it. And people are telling you that your intuition is wrong growing up in certain situations when you feel like something's wrong and they're like, no, just need to go ahead and do it. That might be where some of that's coming from. Okay. Um, guys, just bottom line, when you're ready to commit, commit. When you're not, don't. And don't play with the line. Don't play with the fucking line. If you're ready to commit, commit. And if you're not, not. And if the person that you're with, if you're ready to commit and the person that you are seeing is not ready to commit, don't play with the line. Leave. And don't play with the line just to fuck with somebody either because you don't know or whatever. Be clear. You need to ask for what you want as well. And you should not give up your experience to always make someone else's better, okay? <laughs> One last thing, guys. Ghosting is quite funny because ghosting... You hear people talk about ghosting all the time, ghosting. Ghosting only happens when you had something with someone. Nobody talks about ghosting when there was nothing. No one's like, oh, I just got ghosted by this girl that I matched with but never said a word to. (laughs) No, it only happens when you thought you had something with someone, okay? So if you notice that you feel like you got ghosted, it's probably because something was there. Guys, I promise this is the last one because we're getting to fucking 60 minutes here because I had a lot of shit to say on this one. Um, This is something that's affecting me currently too. Every day. And I just want you guys to know that I believe that relational pain or grief, I believe, can be, if not the most, therapeutic and strength-building blocks of our lives because you learn to need yourself after.